Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. WQAD Podcast Network. The Cities with Jim Mertens, a production of WQPT, PBS for the Quad Cities region, a podcast in partnership with WQAD. What's going on in the Quad Cities? Activities, events, fun, politics, sports, local issues and opinions. And now, your host, Jim Mertens. I'm Jim Mertens, and this is the City's Podcast. OSF Healthcare is the hospital system based in Peoria that also operates Galesburg's OSF St. Mary Medical Center. It's announced it is one of the few medical facilities offering a specialized antibody nicknamed BAM to help treat a select few COVID patients. We talked with the Vice President for Physician Services for OSF Healthcare, Dr. Mark Meeker. Dr. Meeker, thanks for, first off for joining us, but let's be honest, right now is such a critically crunch time for hospitals large and small. You're still worried about this Thanksgiving surge or post-Thanksgiving surge. What are you seeing inside the hospitals now? Well, we've been very busy, uh, basically since uh, Halloween. Uh, we saw a slight uptick after uh, Labor Day, and when Halloween got here, um, or, or Memorial Day, I should say, uh, or Labor Day. When, when the Halloween got here, though, it really ticked up uh, quite rapidly, and we got very concerned, um, especially with Thanksgiving and the holiday season coming. Uh, but I do have to say that you know the bright side is over the last two weeks we've seen things start to plateau, and in OSF Healthcare, while we have a very busy hospitals, we do still have some capacity, uh, so we're very thankful for that, and we're hoping this plateau uh, is the beginning of a turnaround and a little bit of a downturn. But we'll see. Uh, we haven't seen an uptick yet from Thanksgiving, but it's only been a week. Um, and the incubation period for uh, the SARS-CoV-2 virus is, it averages about five days, but it can stretch out to you know, 11, 12 days. Uh, so we'll see here in the next week if we see any surge after Thanksgiving. Even so, even without this surge, though, across the state of uh, Iowa and Illinois, and it's a generalization, but about a third of all ICU beds are already filled, at least a third by COVID patients. That's a huge deal, though. It is a huge deal, and and uh, one of the topics I think we're going to cover today is this new um, intravenous uh, treatment for for COVID, the monoclonal antibody called uh, Bamlanivimab, and we call it Bam for short because that's hard to spit out. Um, but Bam is a is a monoclonal antibody we're starting to use. That in preliminary data, it, it was shown to decrease the risk of disease progression to the point of needing hospitalization in patients with mild to moderate disease when they're treated within 10 days of onset of symptoms. So we're really hoping that this will help us decrease the hospitalization rate in that specific patient population so we can maintain capacity. Because to your point, you know, our hospitals have a lot of COVID patients right now, but other illnesses have not gone away. Uh, people still need other surgeries, other testing, other illnesses treated. So we need capacity to take care of patients in their time of need. So anything we can do to slow the spread of this virus from a community standpoint anything we can do from a medical standpoint to lessen the severity of disease so we can keep things out of the hospital uh, the better off we all are 
Well, let's talk a little bit more about uh, uh, BAM, which is the immunotherapy treatment that is being done at OSF, but it's for just a very select few people. Is that not correct? Uh, that's, that's correct. Um, this antibody, um, using monoclonal antibodies is standard of care in some other illnesses, but this is very new for this viral infection. This is the first time we've really done this. And this virus is novel. It's new to us for the last eight months. So there's a lot of, we're still learning a lot about this illness. Um, but, but BAM uh, is an IV therapy uh, for COVID that was released under what's called an emergency use authorization. Uh, what that means is the FDA was in the process of evaluating information on BAM to see if it would meet the requirements for FDA approval. During that process, there was some early indications that it does decrease hospitalizations. So based on that, with no safety warning signs in these early trials, the FDA decided to give this an emergency use authorization for a specific population of people without the full FDA approval. So the population that we're, we're directing this towards is that population that is at risk of getting sick enough to need to be in the hospital. Well, let's be honest, is that people are perhaps starting to get confused right now because we're talking about this type of a treatment. At the same time, we're seeing vaccines being unveiled, and these are not the same type of things. This is not a vaccine. What, what is the difference? That is a very good point and an important point. This is a monoclonal antibody. This, this is an antibody that fights off the virus. So, so this antibody is, is procured from a natural state taken into a laboratory and then replicated so we can make more of that same antibody. We then infuse that antibody into a symptomatic patient and it fights the virus. A, what a vaccine does is a vaccine stimulates your immune system to make antibodies itself, but that's that takes longer. And, and, and so it, it's a whole different ball game. The vaccine is gonna be have similar restrictions early on because it's going to be limited supply, but it's a different topic than the monoclonal antibody. The monoclonal antibody is not for prevention like a vaccine is. A vaccine is for prevention. The monoclonal antibody is for treatment of people who already have symptoms, mild to moderate symptoms within 10 days of onset. Those are the people that this is targeted for that also are at high risk. That means they're either over the age of 65 or if they're under the age of 65, they have some other disease process, chronic illness that puts them at high risk, like diabetes or chronic kidney disease or chronic respiratory disease, something like that. So there are very specific criteria within this emergency use authorization that we are obligated to follow in, in prescribing this antibody. But let's be honest, you talk about a vaccine and then you talk about this immunotherapy treatment. It, it, it's, it's just another weapon that's being used by doctors. This could actually be more important for so many people once they do get it, that it could lessen the severity down the line if this proves to be effective, a useful treatment, and can be mass replicated. Well, that, that's correct. The, the, this, this, you know, once someone has symptomatic disease, a vaccine's not gonna help. It's too late for a vaccine. Um, so, so they're used in different populations. Vaccine is to prevent spread, to prevent illness. So it's gonna be very, very important to, to get to the point where we get this thing, you know, under better control overall. But for right now, with people getting infected with this virus at the rates that we're seeing, this monoclonal antibody hopefully is going to be an effective treatment modality that we can use to keep people out of the hospital.
We've been talking a lot about uh, people having uh, uh, tired of hearing COVID. There is that, that, that period of time that we're just tired of talking about it. We're tired of hearing about it. But what's it like inside the four walls of a hospital? You're dealing with it up close and personal 24 hours, seven days a week. Your staff has been dealing with this since even before March. You know, I, I have to give a call out to our staff. I mean, that, that's a very good point. Our staff has been incredible. Our frontline nurses that have to put on all that PPE and take care of these patients at the bedside, our frontline doctors and nurse practitioners and PAs, uh, the nursing assistants, even the registration people in the hospital who have to bring these people in and get them registered and get them to the appropriate place, uh, transfer personnel, our cleaning personnel. I mean, think about the importance of cleaning these rooms and make sure we get everything disinfected, et cetera. Our, our mission partners, our employees have been incredible in this fight. And, and you're right, there, there is a lot of uh, COVID fatigue, uh, both in the public and in the healthcare sector. And, and believe me, we talk about that every day. And we're trying to put together um, support systems and, and, and protocols and, and buddy systems so, so we can fight this thing together. Uh, that's a really important point. And in fact, we had a meeting even this morning about that. So yes, it is a daily struggle. Uh, we're all swamped with work. You know, we talk about BAM as though it's just a flip of a switch. An incredible amount of work went into getting this uh, ready for infusion. I mean, there, there's mixing requirements, there's infusion requirements, there's personnel requirements, there are reporting requirements. Uh, these patients, since they're symptomatic and within 10 days, they're highly contagious. So there's all kinds of processes we have to get in place to protect our healthcare workers from these contagious patients while they take care of them. So this was a huge undertaking, and we're just praying that the benefits are what we hope that they are. Dr. Meeker, OSF, of course, is based in Peoria. You have a large facility there, but you have an outreach throughout so much of rural Illinois, as well as other states, I understand, but Illinois is, I guess, what I'm most concerned about right now. We saw COVID really attack huge cities first. You know, it was all New York. It was all Chicago at first. And now we had seen it late summer onwards into the more rural areas that you serve. So what are we seeing now as we head into the fall? Are we still really worried about what's going on in the rural areas? Oh, yes, we are. Um, right now, and I just looked this morning from yesterday's data, and Iowa and Illinois are both in the uh, top 20 in regards to new cases per 100,000 population. I think uh, Illinois was like 18th and Iowa was 20th or something like that of the 50 states. So, so yeah, we are concerned about it. And you know, the thing about viruses, um, they kind of tend to do what they want to do. And sometimes it's hard to predict exactly how they're going to behave. And, and so we see these waves of increased activity that, that, that almost, it's like, almost like a wave through water. You know, it'll start, we, we had a wave recently that started way up north. Our hospital in Escanaba, Michigan was the first to see a sudden surge in, in this last surge. And then our Rockford market saw it. And then Peoria saw it. It was, it was almost as though it was coming down from the north. And so you're right, we've seen the activity, you know, flare and, and wax and wane in various geographic reasons for no obvious reason. So, you know, despite all of our efforts, this virus, you know, it's sneaky, it's tricky, it's determined to survive too. And, and sometimes it's hard to predict, you know, what exactly what it's going to do. The Vice President for Physician Services for OSF Healthcare, Dr. Mark Meeker. 
Thanks for listening to The Cities with Jim Mertens. And watch The Cities Thursday nights at 7, Sunday afternoon at 4, and Monday night at 6 on WQPT, PBS for the Quad Cities region. WQAD Podcast Network.